Hi, this is Angel Wilson, and welcome to Spark Up. Thank you for joining me in my lovely little corner of the internet on this podcast. We're going to be talking a lot about autism, but not just autism itself. We're going to do a lot of dialogue talking to actual autistic people, getting their perspectives on autism and how it's looked at in society. We're also going to be talking to providers who provide services for autism and how they kind of see and approach autism. And we're also going to be talking to family members and get their viewpoint on what it's like to have a family member with autism. And we're going to have dialogues with all different kinds of people, including those. Some of those dialogues could get a little deep. We might talk about some some touchy subjects like racism and access to resources. But these are all topics that we know need to be talked about. Hello, everyone. This is Angel Wilson, and welcome to Spark Up. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast in my little corner of the podcast world. I am so happy that you could be here with us today. Um, We have a really great uh, episode today. It's uh, another great interview. I always love bringing folks on that um, work in the field or have experiences in the field. And I really, really have been looking forward to this episode in particular because this is with an organization um, that uh, I have known for, known of, and known of, and have been part of in some ways for a very long time. And um, I'm really happy to see some of the initiatives that they're doing now. And we're going to have some from that organization on to kind of talk about some of those initiatives and what we've been seeing in the community here in Palm Beach County. So, without further ado, let's get started. So uh, first, I would like to introduce you to our two guests. This is the first time we've had two guests at once, so I'm super excited about that. And so I'm going to have them introduce themselves to you. These are both uh, members of FAU CARD, which is FAU is Florida Atlantic University, uh, which is located down in Boca Raton, Florida. So um, I'm going to turn it over to uh, you two, to uh, Chandra and Jeffrey. Take it away. Introduce yourselves to everyone. Sure. So my name is Chandra McKinney-Clark, and I am an outreach specialist uh, with FAU Center for Autism and Related Disabilities Department, or as you know, FAU CARD. Thank you for having us. Bonjour, bonsoir, tout le monde. My name is Jeffrey Lucas. I'm the bilingual clinical associate with FAU CARD, uh, speaking Haitian Creole, and just want to say thank you for having us. All right. Um, so why don't you first start by telling us, and either one of you can go first, on kind of what led you to CARD? What was the, the road to, to CARD and the positions that you, you guys have right now? Absolutely. Well, I will go first, and I'll share a little personal information about me so you can kind of see what attracted me to this role. I am a wife and a mother of three children. I have two neurotypical children, a brilliant and bright bonus son who is 15 years old. I have a sweet and sassy five-year-old daughter, as well as a gifted and talented 11-year-old son who is neurodiverse and who has ADHD. 
So basically, I'm a black mother living in a post-George Floyd America with two sons, one who is neurodiverse. So, you know, I could definitely stop there, but there's more. Um, A little more about me. I'm a former army brat, which means that my father was in the U.S. Army. So I grew up around diversity and was raised by two very strong parents who fought for, you know, what was right and what was just. So I've had the pleasure of working in the higher education field now for over a decade in a variety of different capacities. I'm also, I pride myself in being a healthcare advocate for the Black community. I've had the pleasure of doing some volunteer work with my sorority, Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated which specifically, you know, I did some advocacy work for autism awareness within the Black community in conjunction with that group. I'm also a Christian and a believer in Christ, so I believe, you know, it's my purpose to show and spread love. So the Bible teaches that every person conceived in this world is a unique creation of God. And that includes individuals living with autism or any person who is differently able. And I also have several family members on the autism spectrum. So that's a little about me and kind of what attracted me to my position. Nice. Jeffrey, what about you? So yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, I worked in child care for about five and a half years, uh, working as a family service specialist and a family advocate with Early Head Start. Um, a little bit about myself as well is that I, uh, you know, born of two immigrant parents, I was always translating for them. It was something that I was used to doing. So in that, I was always, always an advocate for my own parents and my own community as well. So this is kind of what brought me to this as as far as like my education and and um, just my passion for people. So this is what really brought me to uh, FAU as well. So that's a little bit about my um, about my journey. Awesome. I definitely see a pattern of like both of you having a family that were kind of involved in some shape and form. And that's kind of what helped influence you ending up on the on the paths that that you did. So tell us a little bit about what does a card overall do and what is it kind of seeking to accomplish? Absolutely. So FAU card or Florida Atlantic University Center for Autism and Related Disabilities Department, we're basically a community-based program and we provide assistance and support to people with autism spectrum disorder and related disabilities, as well as their families, the professionals who serve them, uh, different employers, and the community as a whole. FAU CART, we were established and funded by the Florida legislature. So we received a grant through the Florida Department of Education to provide free service to the community and support for eligible constituents through our five-county service area. So our five-county service area includes Palm Beach, Martin, Indian River, St. Lucie, as well as Okeechobee counties. 
So I know that card has a, um, because of this uh, grant that you mentioned uh, before, uh, card has a black autism research project that they're uh, working on. I've actually known of a couple families who have actually participated in that, uh, in the project. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. And actually before I even uh, met uh, the both of you, one of the moms that's actually been on this podcast before actually told me about the project. And I was like, oh, I got to get in touch with them at some point in time. And so then <laughs> here we are. So, so I thought that worked out pretty well. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's kind of cool how like six degrees of separation, you don't, you never know who's connected to who and who knows what and, and everything. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I love about the, the community. Tell me a bit about like what the project is doing, like what you guys um, have been doing so far and, you know, has, Mm -hmm. have you guys for yourselves, it might not be anything like technical, have you guys for yourselves found out anything just in the initial, you know, months of, of working on this? Is there anything that's kind of come to light that you've recognized like, oh, this is, this is something that um, we're noticing this, like this is supporting the research or where this might be something that research needs to look at a bit more. Yeah. So, you know, again, I shared with you earlier that I, you know, have family members on the spectrum and I've done a lot of, you know, volunteer research within the community, but working, you know, with this research project, I've I've learned a lot more, um, not only about autism, but about the disparities within, you know, the black community. Um, there are seven card centers around the state of Florida. So, um, we're just, you know, one of seven here at FAU, but, um, around the state. However, we at FAU, we're the only center with a black ASD identification research expansion project. So, you know, we're, we're doing big things at, at FAU card, (laughs) um, and our program is, um, the, the research component is actually led by an amazing doctor by the name of Torika Exfume. So shout out to her. Um, and so the, the expansion project is twofold. There's the research element and then there is the black outreach element, which I'm the you know specialist um, for that to help address the black underrepresentation in autism initiatives. So. Basically, the initiative helps to spread awareness and to implement an action plan for improvements um, in autism within the Black community. And, you know, when, when we say Black here, here in South Florida, that, that means a, a variety of different people, you know, populations from African Americans, those living, you know, or from the uh, Caribbean. Um, those who are of Haitian descent, right, Jeffrey? <laughs> wow. um, as well as, you know, those who are of African descent. Mm-hmm. Very broad. I, I would say like, yeah, yeah. I would say that definitely kind of living down here, that is a, uh, I guess you say a feature of South Florida is the fact that we have uh, so many different parts and types of the uh, African diaspora being represented, you know, here. and that's important that when we say like helping the black community, we mean, like you said, all those different parts, because right. particularly down here, the Caribbean community is, is huge. And so, absolutely, yeah. So that has to be taken into account too. Yeah. A lot of times we think of just like 
black, we think African-American, but in places like Florida um, and along like kind of this coastal area, you also have to factor in the the Caribbean and you have to factor in the okay. different cultures there. Um, that is something that I really wanted to get into uh, with you guys was particularly about the Haitian community. I've had my experiences with members of the community and um, even like in the training that um, I led yesterday and you guys were a part of, that came up as well, the differences within culture and, um, and you know, and how African-American culture and even Haitian culture may look at autism differently. Yep. Um, right. So I, I, I want to know, like, have you guys seen that? And, you know, what what is like the 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 stigma or the idea of autism within the Haitian community? So um, autism is always stigmatized in the Haitian community. Um, children with autism can be seen as like possessed or cursed. Um, it can also, you know, uh, derive from, you know, religious, religious faith, um, you know, through other means as far as like voodoo. A lot of people think that they're cursed and they think that they can, you know, fix these issues with therapy or medicine. But a lot of the, a lot of the times that it's, when I say it's misunderstood, these parents don't even know what uh, those disabilities mean. So um, in in Haiti, when it comes to children with any type of disabilities, as far as like um, autism and other related disabilities, they get they get cast out. A lot of the times, you know, they're abandoned. Um, you know, if they're lucky, you know, there is some type of orphanage, which is not a lot uh, in Haiti as far as like social services go. Um, where, you know, if they're not, if they're not lucky enough, if they're lucky enough, they can get, you know, they can get help. But a lot of the times we see that uh, in the Haitian community in Haiti, there is a lot of, you know, they, they cast the children, uh, the children are left to fend for themselves a lot of the times, um, if they don't have any other family members. Um, so it's, it's one of those things that we're trying to let um, a lot of these parents know here within the states that you understand autism a, a, a particular way and you understand, um, you know, disabilities a certain way, but let's, let's try to get you some help so we can alleviate uh, a lot of those stresses and, and um, problems that, you know, that, that can, you know, that can occur. So um, within a, a lot of those stigmas, it's very hard, even with, with government, it's really hard to get any type of aid, um, especially when it comes to, being scared of being deported or any other legal consequences. So um, a there's a lot of stigma within the Haitian culture that, uh, you know, our job as far as me and Chandra is to uh, kind of bridge that gap so people can have a better understanding of autism. And instead of being scared of it, you know, we can try to, we can try to aid them uh, to get a better understanding of what it is so they can get that help that they need. That is uh, so incredibly important. It's something that um, I personally in the field have seen myself where um, there may be families who don't really understand what autism, you know, is or like like you said, Jeffrey, like the fact that there is a lot of stigma still surrounded. And some people are like, right. oh, no, people don't still, you know, believe that. I'm like, oh, yeah, yes, they, they do. do. <laughs> there are quite. <laughs> yeah, there are quite a few. Yeah, there are quite a few people who still yeah. believe that. and. I'm I'm really happy that there are more of us like kind of being seen now in the community, kind of speaking up on this side, because 
I, at least on my end, I've noticed that that hasn't really been the case in the past. There hasn't been a lot of us kind of in on the forefront, kind of addressing our communities. It's always usually been people that are not us. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm really glad to see like the work that um, card is doing as far as helping, um, helping with this. And um, what have you guys like kind of seen so far? Like just in the, I know it's, it's, I don't even think it's been a year yet that you guys have really been like, you know, go, it hasn't been like maybe six months, I think. Like it's, it's kind of, yes, we're, we're newbies. Yeah. <laughs> but what have you seen kind of like so far, like, uh, just in the, the bit of, uh, you guys have had some events, you've gone out to certain places. What have you seen so far in the communities? What are you kind of noticing? Well, um, uh, to be honest, I, just for example, I was uh, at a, a resource fair this weekend and one of the things I, I realized, not a lot of parents understand autism. So it's like they they know that there's something going on, but they don't really comprehend it. So um, when it came to explaining uh, what autism was, it was very important to give them like a pamphlet about the signs, you know, in different language so they can understand the signs. So even if they if they feel like they need to do some type of assessment, that they can, but People don't know what autism really is. They think it's a behavioral issue or, or whatnot in, the, in that community. And, you know, it's it's important for us to kind of to kind of shed that light. But um, that's that's a huge issue. And that's another issue in the Haitian community, too, because when you tell them autism, they're like, OK, well, what medicine do I give for that child to, to get better? Or, you know, is there like a therapy that I can do for like a year and a half? And then my child is, you know, my child is normal. So really the lack. I think it's more education that needs to be done in those communities so people can understand what autism really is. And that's it's it's really um, interesting because if you kind of listening to you talk about like those particular communities and how they're currently looking at autism, I immediately thought of, OK, how does the African-American community look at autism versus how does the white community look at autism versus how does the Hispanic community look at autism? And that's an, another fact that I think a lot of people don't realize is that with these different cultures, you're going to have to approach it in a slightly different way. Because say in the African-American community, there are plenty of people who have heard of autism and know kind of the basic signs, but not much past that. Um, in the Hispanic community, it's kind of, uh, eh, some people know what it is, some people have no clue and are kind of in the same realm as the Haitian community where it's like, okay, well, is there a medicine for it? Okay. Well, how do we fix it? You know, white and the white community seems to be the one white. And I dare say even Asian, and I'm saying this in my experience, both of those communities seem much more knowledgeable of it, know where the resources are, know how to get what they need for their kids. And so you see these very clear, you know, it's almost like you don't even need statistics to kind of like, if you're just in the field, you can kind of see the uh, disparity and differences of, of uh, knowledge. Uh, Chandra, what about you? What have you noticed while you've been out and about, so to speak? (laughs) Well, well, one thing that's interesting to me, you know, um, I mentioned earlier that I've worked in higher ed for many years. This is actually my fifth year at FAU. Um, I worked previously more in an academic capacity. So I have dealings still with, you know, the students and the academic community, as well as the general community. Um, I thought, I think it's interesting that not a lot of people have unfortunately heard of us at FAU card. Um, 
you know, so I'm definitely always here to spread awareness to the free services and support that we offer everywhere, you know, as well as the support group, you know, that I, I know I'll share some information with you about shortly, you know, um, so yeah, that's, that's amazing. I, I call us, I nickname us at FAU card, um, FAU's best kept secret, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're in everyone's budget. We're free. Um, yeah. So I just think that that's, um, very interesting, but I'm just happy to have a partner like Jeffrey here to, you know, help me spread awareness to, to our community, to ensure that, you know, we make sure that more, uh, black children and individuals as a whole are diagnosed correctly, diagnosed, you know, um, on time. Um, yeah. This is one of the many resources that are kind of like there. And again, not just in like Palm Beach County, but like you said, there's like, you know, six others, I think you said across the state and yeah, seven car centers. Yeah. Seven mm-hmm. total. And, you know, I don't know how many people actually know about them or maybe they've heard about you guys in passing, but don't know like mm-hmm. exactly, you know, what you, uh, what you do or what you offer. Um, that might be actually a good thing to kind of run through real quick. What does card kind of do and what do they not do? Like, I don't think they do actual evaluations, correct? No. Okay. So we could do a preliminary assessment. Um, but yeah, not, 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 you would still have to go to a physician to actually be diagnosed, but we offer free consultation a variety of different trainings. Um, again, you know, we have support groups, mm-hmm. you know, all things of that nature. Okay. So yeah, just to piggyback off what uh, Chandra was saying, um, what, so, you know, we provide supports and services to individuals with autism and, and related disabilities. But um, a lot of the times what we do is once we get those intakes for families, we get them re- and we get them registered. We have the clinician do like a consultation for them. And within that consultation, they're going to ask them various questions when it comes to the child's behavior. Once that's done, um, they, it's almost as if they put a plan together. So they'll, they'll have ABA ther- a list of ABA therapies, uh, OT therapies. They'll also be able to let them know about, you know, safety um, when it comes to uh, Project Lifesaver as well. And, you know, they also connect them with different resources in the community, whether it's drown prevention and, um, you know, elopement. So that's one of the big things that we do. So we, we try to cover all bases so parents know exactly where to go and what they need as well. I'm glad you mentioned the drowning and elopement, because that's something that, um, especially within the last year, we have seen a lot of here locally. Um, I know I have seen several situations, tragedies on the news. And it was all, there was all uh, black children. I think most of them were Haitian too, I believe. Yeah. So, um, so there was like, so by November, it was like the ninth death in uh, Florida and actually in Palm Beach County. Um, so with that, the child was only, I believe 91% of the kids that, that, that drowned were under 15 years old and it was under drowning. So it's one, or it was because of drowning. So um, one of those things is is a very, you know, it's very important for us to come in and bring that awareness about drowning prevention because this is, this only happened within about six months of each other with all with all those kids drowning and dying. So it's like, mm-hmm. 
what can we do in the meantime to be able to uh, to alleviate some of that? So drowning prevention is huge. You know, drowning prevention safety is huge. Like we're talking about elopement. And, and so, you know, we're connecting with different uh, agencies to be able to uh, maybe give lessons, you know, uh, offer, offer different um, resources so those parents can feel okay with giving... Mm-hmm. You know, if their child has swimming lessons, if that child does elope and have, happens to get in some water, at least they have a chance to survive. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that happening in South Florida is, is is huge because, you know, we're around a lot of water in Florida. Everybody has pools, you know, there's lakes all right. around this place. So it's like, hey, you know, we have a job to do. We got to make sure that these kids know what to do uh, just in case they do get into some some type of body of water. So it's, you know... We look at this as a as not like a not an obstacle. We look at it as a challenge to go out there and you know see what we can do. If if we got to learn how to swim too, you know we will. Uh, just so we can stop, you know, so we can stop some of these kids from you know uh, having this type of tragedy. I actually did a whole entire episode on uh, that situation where we had like the wave of uh, drownings that were happening. So I I definitely picked up on that too, how there was this just flood of of drownings happening one after the other. And so um, I was, that was one of the first things that I actually, when I first met you guys, one of the first things we kind of spoke about because it's such a huge issue um, down here. And like you said, we are surrounded on three sides by water and we, and so, and we have, you know, like you said, canals and pools and lakes and, and everything. And, um, and also let's be honest, there's like a running joke within a lot of the black community about whether or not most of us know how to swim or not. And so I think like realizing that, Hey, we live in an area where there is a lot of water around and, if we want to, like you said, if we want to help our kids, not only do we have to teach our kids how to swim, but some of us are going to have to learn how to swim as well so that, you know, we're able to possibly save our kids. Um, so it, it's it's kind of for both the caregivers and, and the kids. But um, yeah, drowning, I think I said in the, ep- the episode that I recorded, drowning is the number one cause of death for children on the spectrum. And so um, because they have such a fascination with water. And so I'm really happy again that um, that this it wasn't you know a lot of people recognized that this was a problem and started kind of you know and I know we're all kind of talking about the idea of having an event uh, sometime within the next year or so to really focus on the drowning prevention part. Um, I know there are several uh, organizations that probably want to get on board with that. Cool. So why don't you guys kind of let's uh, talk a bit about you mentioned the uh, the groups. So I wanted you guys to share a bit more about the groups you have, because I am all for giving people support groups. I think it's important, especially for uh, parents. And I also like the fact that I think you guys also have a group for the providers, basically. So tell me about those. We do. We do. So. Um, coupled with my initiative, I have the pleasure of hosting two groups. I have a group called Supporting Parents Caregivers, or I like to call it Supporting Families, who have children, um, Black children on the autism spectrum. And so this group meets virtually. Um, my other group does too. Um, we meet once a month. 
And so it's just a great time for them to come in, network with each other, you know, support each other. I typically have um, some type of organization come in and conduct a training with them, provide them with some great resources. Um, And so it's just a great time. Uh, And then the second group that I support is a, we call it a uh, Black Outreach Community Task Force. The task force meets once a month as well. And this group is basically for agencies and organizations that support those children. And so, you know, the task force is very similar. It's a great time to network for different agencies and organizations to network. There is an educational component. So there's always some type of autism and or disability related training conducted. Um, And we always typically give a research update with regards to the initiative. Um, Both groups are held on the last Wednesday of every month. And for those of you who are familiar with the Marvel comic, uh, Black Panther, I affectionately call that day Wakanda Wednesday. I love it. Wakanda forever. You love it, right? (laughs) Awesome. So join us on Wakanda Wednesdays. The uh, family support group meets in the evenings, which will allow the families to have time to come in from work, get the little ones settled and hop on to Zoom. And the uh, task force, the community task force meets uh, during the days at 10 a.m. Again, both of those are virtual and um, we're always looking for new members to come and join each group. So please spread the information that this group is out there, both groups. And yeah, we're looking for members. Yeah, I can say I've actually uh, joined a couple of the task force uh, meetings. They are awesome. And um, I really, uh, I enjoy, like you said, like the networking and a lot of connections have been made through those, uh, through those meetings. A couple of us have kind of met up outside of that because there, there is, I think this uh, very slowly growing, um, I guess, I guess I could say movement. I guess guess I'll call it a movement, but there's this this growing movement. (laughs) But I I feel like there's a movement growing to kind of uh, unite a lot of the uh, black community here in Palm Beach County. And those of us who are providers in particular, because we're all kind of recognizing, like, I know you guys, like you said earlier, you've seen on your end, uh, different um, aspects that are missing. I know we've talked a lot about the, uh, education side and even kind of like the school district. And there's been a lot kind of going on behind the scenes with regards to uh, some members of the task force and how we're trying to really uh, come together and and try to make a very uh, movement. That's the only word I can think of to, to kind of describe it is a movement because all of us are kind of <laughs> recognizing a need for that in this community. We need to kind of come together and not just educate, but advocate. And so I am super happy that, uh, that, um, you know, card has kind of, is kind of inadvertently kind of collaborating on that and kind of, uh, started the sound at the alarm to kind of start that coming together. So, um, I, I can say that on behalf of them. For that, sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. I can say on behalf of them that you, this will definitely not be the last that you hear of CARD. I think you're going to be hearing a lot more from all the different things that they're doing, that my organization, Spark, is doing. There's going to be a lot of collaboration, I think, coming mm-hmm. up across the board. So yes. um, I'll say locally, Palm Beach County, get ready for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> we love networking. I know, right? <laughs> yes, we sure do. Um, so tell me a bit about some of the upcoming events that uh, CARD has or uh, initiatives and things you guys are doing in the community. Absolutely. So we will be partnering with uh, the Jupiter Police uh, Department for their um, autism, their family autism day. So as um, hopefully everyone knows, next month, April is Autism Awareness Month. So we definitely have a lot going on. The Jupiter Police Family Autism Day is going to be on April 22nd, and that event is going to be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Now, that day, April 22nd, is a super busy day, um, as we will also be partnering with another task force member organization, which is called Best Buddies. For those of you who may not know, um, March is Best Buddies Month, um, but Best Buddies will be hosting a walk um, for in Palm Beach County on Saturday, April 22nd. Um, their walk check-in is going to be at 8.30 a.m. Uh, the walk actually starts at 9.30 and their celebration will be until 12 p.m. So those are um, two events that um, we will be partnering uh, with. Right. In line with the April uh, Autism Awareness Month at FAU CARD, we are hosting our annual Art and Autism Festival, which is a great opportunity for some local artists. Some of them um, are individuals with autism for them to showcase and highlight their art, uh, artistic works. And so FAU's Art and Autism Festival is going to be on Wednesday, April 2nd. That event is going to be at the Boynton Beach uh, Cultural Center, uh, and it's going to be from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. And so you can go on our website, again, autism.fau.edu, for more information on our Art and Autism Festival. We also have a few connections with Parks and Recs, where we will we'll be... Um, tabling their event uh, for April, which is April Pools Day. That's their that's what their event's called. It's going to be in Delray at their Aqua Crest Pool. So it's like a family fun day. Um, also in May, there is a World Water Safety Day that I'll be tabling as well uh, in, um, you know, to represent FAU card. And it's going to be May the 13th. It's on a Saturday. And, um, you know, I'll be able to send that information as well. It's going to be at Lake Lytle. Um, and it is uh, with uh, Palm Beach Parks and Rec. Awesome. Sounds like you guys are going to be very busy. <laughs> Always. And finally, I think before we uh, close or wrap up, uh, first, any final thoughts that you guys have for our uh Listeners out there, again, our listeners are parents, providers, uh, educators, all points in between. And how can they contact you guys? How can they reach out to CARD and, and get connected to services? Absolutely. So FAU CARD, we have a website. Um, our general website is autism.fau.edu. 
And so that website, you'll be able to actually uh, register with us if you are interested in our free services and support. Um, we are also on social media. We have a Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com forward slash card in the word at A-T-F-A-U. Um, that's how you can find us on Facebook. And our Instagram tag is F-A-U underscore card, C-A-R-D. And as for me, Chandra McKinney-Clark, you can reach me via email. My email address is C McKinney, so that's C-M-C-K-I-N-N-E-Y at F-A-U dot E-D-U. Please share the information about FAU CARD and the Black Underrepresentation in Autism Initiative. We are here for you all and the community. Please let the individuals know that our support group is here. FAU CARD has free services and support. Jeffrey and I can also partner with different agencies and conduct trainings on the underrepresentation in autism initiative and or trainings regarding uh, autism and the Haitian community. Uh, so once again, uh, my name is Jeffrey Lucas. I'm a clinical associate with FAU card. Uh, if you need to reach me or are trying to register with FAU card, please give me a call at 561-235-4790. That's 561 561- Two three five four seven nine zero. My email address is jlucas11 at fau.edu. That's jlucas11 at fau.edu. Uh, my final thoughts are just, you know, if there's any families out there that feel like they need they need the support and feel like they're doing it alone, just just want to let them know that they are not alone. There's plenty of support, and uh, there's plenty of people that care and that want to help them in their uh, moment of need. So please give us a call so we can, so we can help you all out. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, it has been amazing having you guys on. I, uh, I really appreciate you taking time out to, uh, come on and, and speak on the podcast. Uh, I, I know that you guys are super busy, so I appreciate it greatly. And I'm sure our listeners appreciate it as well. And um, thank you. And I'm sure we will have you guys on again as things get rolling and and more events kind of pop up for sure. Thank you for having us. I would like to first thank uh, Chandra and Jeffrey from FAU Card for coming on and telling us about the initiatives that they are spearheading and how they are affecting and reaching out to the communities, especially the black community here in Palm Beach County, and how they're also helping to facilitate collaboration between all the different organizations and providers and and families here in the county, because that's what a lot of this is about. A lot of it comes down to collaboration and supporting each other in this community. And if you have an organization or a story that you want to tell on this podcast, please look me up and give me an email. Contact me. Uh, My email address is angelw at sparkguidance.com. That's spelled S-P-A-R-C, 
G-U-I-D-A-N-C-E.com. You can also find me on my website. The website is www.sparkguidance.com. Same spelling. You can also access the podcast from there. Uh, The podcast is also available on just about every platform known to man at this point, from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to Google Podcasts. It's, It's pretty much everywhere. There is also a main site for the podcast. That is www.sparkupautism.com. So S-P-A-R-C-U-P-A-U-T-I-S-M.com. And of course, you can also find me on Instagram at Spark Guidance and on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Spark Guidance. So again, I think all of you for uh, coming on. I always love to have different organizations on and I will talk to all of you lovely people in the next episode. And remember, be blessed. Don't be stressed. Bye.